especially in the day and age that we are living in. I'm thankful for that safety that I find in the name of the Lord. I'm glad you're here. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm glad you came tonight. What a privilege, his presence and yours. We are delighted that you are here in the house of the Lord. If you have your Bible, Psalm 25, uh, let's, read, uh, let's read the first five verses of Psalm 25. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not mine enemies triumph over me. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. Then pay particular attention to verses 4 and 5. Show me. Somebody say, show me. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me. Somebody say, lead me. Lead me in thy truth and teach me, for thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Show me. Lead me. Teach me. Show me. Lead me, teach me. I want the Lord to show me. I want the Lord to lead me. And I want the Lord to teach me. So that I can do the same for others. I wish that everyone here tonight would understand how important and significant you are to the revival that God has for First Church. And if we can get these concepts and make application to these concepts, I want you to know there may come a Wednesday night when you don't get to sit in the seat that you always sit in. I can't wait for the Wednesday when you walk in and say, somebody's in my seat. I guess I'll have to go sit somewhere else. And do you know that can happen and that will happen if we will make application to the concept that the psalmist wrote about here. Show me, lead me, teach me. We're going to try to show, lead and teach, and others are going to be blessed. If that's what you want, would you pray with me now? Father, I thank you for the privilege of your presence, and I pray that today, Lord, that you would open up the windows of heaven. God, I pray that you would pour out upon us a blessing there's not room enough to receive. I'm not just talking about money. I'm talking about your presence. God, I pray that tonight, on this Wednesday night, you would just allow the word to go forth and that people would receive and respond and be better in Jesus' name. Clap your hands to the Lord and give him another shout of praise because he's worthy. God, you're worthy. Worthy, worthy, worthy. Woo! Is the Lord God Almighty. You may be seated. So, we have spent multiple evenings on uh, Wednesday nights talking to you from the Psalms. I was privileged to do the opening devotion yesterday as we started our wonderful school year at Kennett Christian Academy. Super excited to see the hustle and bustle that's happening at Kennett Christian Academy, all the exciting changes and the great increase in students that we have. It's a great, great year, and it's going to be our best year yet. We're believing for that. And I was, I was privileged to start that 
day off with the Word of God. How blessed are students to be able to come to school and be able to start their day not only pledging allegiance to the flag, but to the Bible, to the Christian flag, and opening with prayer and the Word of God. We are blessed. Thank you, First Church, for providing Kennett Christian Academy as a ministry, not only to our kids, but to children in this community and abroad. It's a blessing. And I open with the 23rd Psalm. Talk to them as I've talked to you on multiple occasions in regard to the shepherd of the Psalm and what he does for them. And then today, what a great chapel service. We're so blessed. We have students that are playing the instruments and leading in worship. And it's a, it's a wonderful thing to see. Sister Sheila, our, our students, as they, as they lead us in worship. And they do an excellent job, and we're blessed. And then I had the privilege of preaching to them today. So um, if you're wondering why I'm all fired up, I did devotion yesterday. I preached today, and now I'm teaching and preaching or whatever you want to call what I'm doing tonight. I'm excited about what God's doing around here. And the potential that we have for the future because we are going to hide God's word in our heart that we might not sin against God. We're gonna, we're gonna find something so valuable. I hid a one dollar bill and a ten dollar bill. And the one dollar bill, Sister McMillan, I didn't hide it real good on purpose. But the ten dollar bill, Brother Bob, I hid that ten dollar bill pretty good because I didn't really want anybody finding it. I didn't care to give up the $1, but I didn't want to give the $10 away. I, I, I hit it pretty good. As a matter of fact, I slipped in and taped it up underneath the seat. The $1 bill I just put in the offering plate and put an offering plate over it. Sister Sheila found it, and she put it back in the offering tonight. Bless God. Thank God we got it back. You gave the offering. I didn't, so you get credit for that tonight, sir. I was talking about how important the Word of God is. I want you to understand something. We need to see how important the Word of God is. And when something is very, very valuable, you protect it better. I want you to know, I appreciate every one of you that see the significance of the Word of God. There are people that don't come on Wednesday night and simply put Sister Lula Bell, they're missing it. They're just missing it. That's what, they miss the opportunity to have what we've already had. I could leave right now. We're not going to. We still have 18 minutes. We're not going to leave right now. But if I did, if I walked out the door right now, it'd already be worth being here because I felt the power of God. The Spirit of the Lord moved. I heard testimonies. We prayed and believed that God answered prayer. There's a lot of things that have happened. But I want you not to miss the fact that now is the most important time of this service because we are learning from the Word of God. It's valuable, it's precious, and you believe that, that's why you're here. So, that's what's brought me to this place. And then I talk to you tonight about, unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul, O my God, I trust in thee, let me not be ashamed, let not mine enemies triumph over me. I know that I gave you that catchy little tune, and, and we sing that, and, and I believe that. But then, then we get to verse 4. If you would please, verse 4 on the screen. It says, show me, show me. Does anybody know where we're at right now? We're in the mighty mode. Does anybody know that Missouri is the show me state? That means that we don't want you to tell us about it. We want you to show us. I don't want to just hear about it. I want to see it. 
show me. Don't just say it, show me. I believe if we're going to have the revival, Sister Raynell, that we need at First Church, that we can't just talk about it. There's nothing wrong with talking about it. We ought to talk about that. If you're going to talk about anything, talk about the revival and the Word of God and how powerful and how priceless the Word of God is and how wonderful the revival that we're having is and how it's going to get better. If you want to talk, 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 talk. But I believe we can't just talk, 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 talk. we got to walk, 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 walk if we're going to see what God has for First Church church we are going to have to be shown we are going to have to show show me thy ways show me thy ways it's not enough Lord for you to talk to us we need you to show us and so as we examine that concept of show here's what I have come to an understanding that there are qualities of people who show I want to talk to you about four qualities of people who are willing to show, not just talk. They're really willing to walk the walk, Brother Larry, not just talk the talk. It's easy to talk. It's easy to talk. How many of you know that if I, uh, if I were to get a dollar for every word that I said tonight, I would have a lot of money right now? Because I don't know if you noticed this, but I, I sounded like one of those FDIC approved. That one of those things that are trying to get 5,000 words in five seconds. I feel like that's what I've been doing all night. When I went over the announcements, there's six pages of announcements to go over in the three minutes that I set aside for announcements. It's just, you got to get it all out there. Thank God there's a backup called the bulletin. Isn't that right, Sister Becca? There's a backup called the bulletin. That's powerful right there. There's some more words to it. Show means that we have to walk the walk. This is the kind of person that is willing to walk the walk. And that person is a constant learner. I believe that every one of us needs to be a constant learner. What are you, what are you talking about, Pastor? I'm talking about that's what we're here doing now every opportunity that we get we need to do more than just simply there's nothing wrong with reading the bible i think you need to read the bible every day read your bible pray every day pray every day pray every day that's good that's wonderful learn that but understand there's more than just the bible to teach you things you need to be a constant learner always saying how many of you know there are people that said, well, I graduated and I'm done. I just want to get my GED or I just want to, I, I want, I want us to start learning this, that it's not what God wants for us to merely meet minimums. That's the trick of the devil to try to get us to believe that all we got to do is just meet the minimum. Pastor, what's the least I got to do to slide into heaven? Tell me the minimum that I have to do in order to just make it. That's, I can tell you right there, it's debatable whether you're going to, because with that mentality, it's probably not going to happen. If all we want to do is meet the minimums, then we're missing the blessing of God. I've said it before. I think I said it Sunday. It's hard 
to live for God easy. But it's easy to live for God. We need to be a constant learner. Somebody say constant learner. Constantly learning. There are books and uh, they are available to you. And, and Sister, Sister Trina, I, I just that blessed me tonight, your testimony, because what I saw, I was there with you at those classes, and I saw you like a sponge just soaking that up. You're, you're being a constant learner. You learn something. And then from learning that, you made application. And now there's a little boy that had nightmares that doesn't have nightmares anymore. And I believe that you can track that back to the fact that you went to train up and said it's not just enough to come here pastor preach on Wednesday and Sunday and everything's going to be okay. But I want to go and I want to learn more and I want to study the Bible and then I want to find out what other people are doing to make me better. Somebody say, show me. I'm asking you, show me, show me, testify more about those kind of things. When they happen, I want to know how that you learned something, Sister Emily, and then you made application to what you learned, and you reap the result. That's what I believe is somebody that is not just a talker, but is a walker. Somebody say amen. Okay, so I'm watching the clock. It's 7.49, and we're on... Point two of the four things that people that walk the walk or those people that are from Missouri and they show. The next thing is, it's very important. The people that walk the walk and show are people that are dependable. Dependable. You never question whether they'll be there, whether they'll be there on time, or if they'll be doing what they're supposed to do. You just know. Does anybody know anybody that's dependable? Anybody know anybody that's dependable? I thank God for dependable people. I was talking with, I was talking with uh, Jimmy Joe, uh, my wife's brother, and we were talking about Brother Clyde. He was telling me that the place that he goes to work, he gets there 15 minutes early, and he stays there late. And I thought, that's the kind of worker that every boss wants, knowing that when they get up in the morning and get to the job, they don't have to worry whether somebody's going to be there or not. It's like clockwork. I want to tell you somebody that exampled to me what dependability was all about. I could set my clock by the time that my dad would brush his teeth in the morning. Every morning. I would hear, Brother Bob, we didn't live in an elaborate house. I mean, the bathroom that my dad used was right across the hall from the bedroom. And I could hear my dad brushing his teeth. I knew that he was going to walk in when he got done with that. And my mom was going to have, back in the day, two brown bags packed full of a lunch that consisted of a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a banana. And I don't even know what all was in there. But he was going to take that brown bag lunch to work. And he was going to work all day, every day, and come home when he was done. He would catch the bus, come back, and we were going to have dinner at a certain time. It was like clockwork. And I don't remember. Maybe it happened, but in my dad's entire working career, I don't ever remember him missing a day of work. Not one day. That to me showed me what it's like to be dependable. Whoever his boss was better have understood how blessed he was to have somebody that was going to be there. Rain, snow, sun, shine. It didn't matter. He was going to be there because he had made a commitment. He was going to be there. Somebody say dependable. 
You know, people that show are people that are dependable, people that you can count on them. I thank God for people that we can count on. Do you know what we need at First Church? We need, in order to have the revival that we want, remember, that's the premise. We're talking about the things that we need in order to have the revival that we desperately want. A constant learner. Say, say, say constant learner. Good. Say dependable. Dependable, constant learners are the kind of people that are going to show people they're not going to just talk it. Talk's easy. Talk's cheap. Anybody ever heard talk's cheap? Talk's easy. Talk's cheap. But walk in the walk. Walk in the walk. That's the challenge. So we have constant learners and people that are dependable. Then this other one is, it's very good. Self-starter. Somebody say self-starter. I've, I've said this before in, in working with people. I would much rather try to rein somebody in than have to get a building. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? The kind of people that you have to rein them in just means that the only air they might have is that they're overzealous and go, go. I'm like, slow down just a little bit. You know, whoa, you're running away from everybody. Just slow down. That's a whole lot easier to say, whoa, than it is to go, giddy up, let's go. I don't even know much about riding horses, but I think those are the two things. I learned, I'm a constant learner. Brother Bob, I learned right away, horses are not for me. If you're a horse lover, God love you, that's good. Ride them if you want to, but be careful is what I'd say. I'd learn how to do it before I got on there, that's for sure. Self-starter. That means that When you see something that needs to be done, you don't have to be asked to do it. You do it. When you see something that is needed, you don't wait for everybody else to have their opportunity and they say, okay, I'll do it. You're like, I I, want to do it. Let me help. Let me help. There are some people that you have to stop them. You're like, come on, enough's enough. Somebody else can do that. And then there are other people that, you know what other people are like. Okay, so. Somebody say, I want to be a self-starter. I hope that this isn't too uh, mundane for you because it's required in order for us to see what our Savior wants us to see. And I want to be what he wants me to be. I want to do what he wants me to do. And I believe that we can, before we teach, we can show. And we can show by Being a self-starter, by being dependable, and by being a constant learner. You say, Pastor, are there there really books out there that can... I mean, what I love... He's not here tonight. Uh, Jerry uh, Jerry Schertz. I I love Jerry Schertz. He's telling me about these books that he's reading. He's telling me about Dr. Bernard's books. I'm like, I love a guy that reads Dr. Bernard's books. That's awesome. Because, I mean, if you can read Dr. Bernard's books, you can read books. I'm just telling you. I mean, we, he's getting excited. And when I, when, sometimes when I read Dr. Bernard's books, I'm like, Phew, that just went. I, I need to learn more. And so I, I, I love that. And the, the shirts are great people. They're, they're a blessing to us here at First Church. As, as all of you are as well. We're just trying to get better. Anybody want to get better?
Good. So lastly, and this is the last one that we'll talk about tonight, seeing that we have three and a half minutes, we'll talk about being principled. People that are principled operate on a foundation of biblical principles. They have steady integrity. They are who they are no matter who's around. Anybody ever known anybody? Don't point fingers or or make accusations. But anybody ever known anybody that they're one way when somebody's around? And then they're another way when somebody else is around? I think they call that a chameleon. I'm not sure. But I I do know that there are people that when so-and-so's there, oh, wow, they're a different person. Who is that person? I don't know that person because when you see them in another setting, they're completely. That's That's not people that are walking the walk. That's not people that are showing people and exampling to people. People that are doing that are people that are principled. There are principles that the Word of God has established that they are forever settled in heaven. How many of you know I talked about the value of the Word of God? Forever settled in heaven. That Word does not change. It will not change. There's not a circumstance or a situation that rightfully changes the Word of God. If it's right, it's right. If it's wrong, it's wrong. No matter who, what, where, when. Or why. How many of you understand what I'm talking to you about? That when you are a principled person that is dependable and a self-starter and you're constantly learning, there is someone that we want to be showing and teaching others the way to Christ. I want to be that, don't you? I want to be that. I see that little boy raising his hand there in the back. I want you to know something, Mary. He didn't start doing what he's doing. Sunday, I was so blessed. You were worshiping. You you were getting your little groove on worshiping. You had no idea. But he was right next to you. He was doing what you were doing. He was worshiping and praising God. That doesn't come because you look over and say, you better be a worshiper. It happens when you example it and you show it. That's what we want here. Not only married to her grandson, but we're talking about when people come in. Don't tell them what to do. Show them what to do. So much easier to tell people what to do. Teach people what to do. But you can teach people what to do by showing them what to do. So... Principled, dependable, self-starter, constant learner. Pray with me. Father, tonight I thank you for every person that's in this place. And I pray, I pray tonight, God, I sincerely pray that every person that is in this place tonight would recognize the significance and the importance of your word and how that we can become what you want us to be. We believe for you to help us and that you have shown us that self-starters that are principled and dependable and that are always learning can be the key to the revival that you have for us at First Church. We believe you for it and thank you for in Jesus name and everybody said amen God bless you have a great night don't forget there's a lot of activities that are happening don't make me say them again please I'm out of words you're dismissed in Jesus name